What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me as always is the baby new year to my father time. It's Casey. I'm glad I'm baby new year because I am wearing a diaper. (laughs) How you Uh, doing, bud? I'm good, man. Happy new year. Happy new year to you, bud. What, uh, any reflections on this past year? Oh, man, no. What about you? Um, I mean, for me personally, not really, but for this show, we, we had a pretty good increase in followers and listeners and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can keep that going. And yeah, so keep telling your friends. Yeah, we do appreciate it because yeah. we're really dumb, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we fact. appreciate you listening. <laughs> um, all right. So. We'll do the trivia, but I do have a really, really quick story here. All right. And uh, it happened like two weeks ago because we didn't record on Christmas. Um, yes, we did. We did an anime one. Yes, yes. We met in person for that yeah, anime. I drove all the way. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, this lady called when I went in on Tuesday. She was like, yeah, I called on Saturday. Because uh, I was trying to find a couple of uh, of issues and the guy working wasn't sure what I was talking about and asked me to call back when you were here. I was like, okay, what were you looking for? And she was looking for, it crossed a couple of the X books in the 90s, but it was called Fatal Attractions and they had those hollow foil cards on the covers. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. She was looking for those and it was like... Wolverine, X-Men, Excalibur, New Mutants, and I want to say that there was one other because it was it was like five books, I think. And anyway, I was like, okay, well, which ones did you need? So she gave me the three or four that she was missing. And I was like, all right, give me a second. I'm gonna look around. She's like, Yeah, while you're looking, um the guy, the guy that I called. He called them comic books. And I was like, um, excuse me, sir. These are graphic novels. That's what she said. Oh, Lord. Like, really snarky. <laughs> and I I didn't really say anything because what a stupid and incorrect thing to say. Yeah. Um, You're just like, like, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Was it was his name Mike? Because boy, he is a dumbass. I'm I'm just thinking if you're gonna be like that confident and snarky, at least have your shit right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I don't know. I was just I had to like stop for a second. I was taken aback by how stupid it was. Yeah, and also. If you're one of those people that are like, they're not comics or graphic novels, you're not you're not a real fan because yeah. you don't care if they're called comics. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. And uh, and they're single issue comic books. They're not graphic novels. A graphic novel. Which is a sort of universal term. If someone says I'm looking for the kingdom come graphic novel, obviously we know what they're talking about. Yeah. But technically. If a trader hardcover comes out and it was not in single issues, 
that is an original graphic novel. And that that's like a, an item thing that I can search for on my yeah. distributor websites. Um, just so everybody knows the technicality of it all. But don't be embarrassed to to call them comics. Who who gives a shit? You're all adults. My my grandma and grandpa called them funny books. Like, oh, you're you're reading them funny books, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they did used to be called that. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, wow, you are an idiot. But anyway. She's listening right now and she's upset with you. I don't care. She's a pain in the ass anyway. Because after I got them, she was like, can you mail them to me? And I'm like, sure, that's no problem. I, I mail comics to people all the time. Yeah, you do. And she's like, well, can you guarantee that they'll be here by Christmas? And th- this was the Tuesday before Christmas. I'm just like, no, no, I can't. I was like, I could, you know, it's really up to the United States Postal Service, not me. She's like, well, let's go ahead and do it anyway. I'm like, okay. She's like, where you at? I'll deliver. I'll hand deliver it for you. They weren't going to call uh, them comics. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even for someone else. They were for her. So it was like, are you like wrapping them for yourself or? It's yeah, gonna I be, don't know. It's going to be like, yeah, you know, she's like, oh yeah, this is for me, but it's from Santa. And I'm going to drink a lot on Christmas Eve. <laughs> forget everything. And then open up, be surprised. Yeah, that must be it. It's just like, wow, this this is a doozy of a conversation. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's do some trivia. I picked out some that we haven't. I don't think we've done them yet. And a couple of them might be tricky for you. So we'll see. Nice. All right. Okay, this first one's not tricky. True or false? Daredevil's father was a former professional boxer. True. It is true. It's like, actually, he was amateur. He was a construction worker. (laughs) (laughs) Second one's multiple choice if you need it. All right. Odin sends what as guardian to eliminate Jane Foster from Thor's life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need it because I'm not as, you know, not a Thor boy like you. A, Loki. B, Enchantress. C, Balder. I'm going to guess Balder because he's the only one that Thor or Odin would really send. You would think, but that is incorrect. Oh, okay. It's actually the Enchantress. Ah, I get it. He's like, get that gross regular woman and I'll you know, you get a goddess up in there. Yeah. Odin, Odin knows what he's doing when it comes yeah. to that slimy shit. <laughs> His enchantress wants those golden locks all to herself. All right. Next question. Luke Cage joins the reformed Avengers when a number of villains break out of what prison? The Raft? It is The Raft. Nicely done, sir. I actually have that comic, I'm pretty sure. It's Bendez's run on Avengers. 
I'm pretty sure, and I know I've read that issue. So you maybe you let me borrow it or something at maybe. some point, or I, I know just you were, read it sitting around. Yeah, I know you because that that would have been like the time when you were like, I really like Iron Fist and Power Man. They're like, you know, I was like, and they were both there. I'm like, well, this, you know, they aren't around. They aren't in a lot, so I'll let you borrow. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, next question. Who formed the first Masters of Evil team that battled the Avengers early in their formation? There is multiple choice if you want it. Yeah, let's hear it. I think I know it, though. Got A, Red Skull, B, Doctor Doom, C, Baron Zemo. All right, Baron Zemo was my guess. Yes, correct. Okay. Dane Whitman was a member of the Avengers as what superhero? I know this one, but I really want to say his character in Game of Thrones, but I don't know the name of the character in Game of Thrones. That's Black Jon Snow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. It is the Black Knight. All right. Next. What race of alien is Beta Ray Bill? Horsecock? Um... I don't know their name. Okay, I'll give you the multiple choice, but that'll give it away, I'm sure. We've got A, Corbinite, B, Feblosaur, or C, Bovanine. Is it Corbinite? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. Nicely done, nice. man. Now, we doing Monday Night Football, or is there no, none tonight? This Ooh. is the new year. Let me check, because there was a lot of games over the weekend. Yeah. Let me see. I heard that they were uh, like NBA fans are pretty upset because uh, they, they like, obviously since they're playing on Christmas, they're doing way better than the NBA games are because no duh. People, Americans like football and basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, no, there's not a game on today. And if there is, Google is lying to me. Okay. But my bears kick the shit out of uh oh gosh who were the the falcons yesterday oh wow falcons they're philly right uh no, atlanta. atlanta okay i was thinking eagles yeah 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 i gotcha but they won run. uh they won 37 to 17 damn yeah so we'll see so they've got the first round pick this next year um they got it from Carolina during a trade last year. And I guess they're also thinking about trading our quarterback, Justin Fields. And I'm really conflicted because like sometimes he's really good. And sometimes it's like, have you even played this game before? Um, and I don't know if that's him or if it's coaching or what, but I'm sure that the first the first pick of the draft will be this wide receiver from like Ohio state or something like that. And the bears also have a really good receiver called DJ Moore. So I'm, I'm hoping that they don't trade fields and that they get that receiver so that there's more than one single option to throw to next year. My one thing, and I'm just going to say this is like someone that that's like cursory on uh especially bears fans. You guys had Jake was Jay Cutler, right? Yeah. For years and he had like moments of being like ah oh, this guy he's pretty good 
And then it was more just, oh, this fucking guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you really want another QB like that? <laughs> no. But the one before Fields, his name was Mitch Trubisky. He was dog shit. Yeah. And like we passed on Patrick Mahomes for him. So, you know, I, I see I see you stifling laughter. Yeah. I get it. And even I know who Patrick Mahomes is. Come on. So like they passed on Mahomes, got Trubisky. He was awful. So then they got Justin Fields. It's like, I don't really want to go through that again. Like Fields, I think Fields is better than Cutler was. So mm-hmm. it's just and the dude can run like. For about half the season, he was our lead rusher and he's our quarterback. So it's like, I'd rather, at least he's talented, right? Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's more than enough football talk for this episode. (laughs) If Um, you guys enjoy football talk with Jake and Casey, we'll make a side side podcast called Football Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Where we watch a game a day. And we just every day we talk about it. Yep. <laughs> that is quite the grind. Yeah. Well, that would be just, I don't like it. <laughs> I know. And I only know my team, really. So <laughs> that would not be entertaining for anybody. Or it might be. Or really frustrating. Like when I listen to basketball podcasts and I'll be like, Kevin O'Connor, you tit. You're so dumb. Why didn't you get an MVP <laughs> vote? <laughs> well, I don't think we have to worry about it. Yeah. Alrighty. On to the news. Um, you know what? I'll let you go first. Just do yours and then I'll do all mine. Yeah. So uh, Marvel's dropping the King Dynasty tagline from the next Avengers movie. So now it's going to be Avengers 5 TBD. Really don't know who TBD is and why they're fighting them, but could be cool. New villain. Terrestrial bad dude. Oh, I love terrestrial bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, kind of not that big of a surprise. I actually heard a thing where I guess Jonathan Matrix has a, a kind of clause in his contract where he couldn't be recasted. That's what someone said online might be bullshit because I hmm. don't think that they actually add that clause in contracts ever. Yeah, that but, would be a strange one. Yeah, but uh, so, yeah, he's that's all the way out. So I don't know how they're going to write that you know that they automatically beat beat Kang already but you know they did and then uh, Supergirl is set to start filming in the second half of 2024 so I don't know that's a to me personally that's a bit early especially with the way WB does things which it's you know always bad it seems like here lately so I would actually have just been like, mm, let's just wait until Superman comes out and see how that does before we start putting a bunch of money and other things that maybe are going to bomb. Yeah, I know what you mean, but also, I mean, it, they hired him to have all these plans and come up with this stuff. So it's like whether or not it happens, it's still, I don't know, fun to hear about potential plans, I guess. It is fun, but I mean, if I'm just saying if I was WB, and I'm like, I see all of my movies that have been like, you know, our big plan movies here lately, you know, Flash, fucking Blue Beetle, Aquaman, and there's an oh, Shazam. All of those just bombed. And I'm like, 
yeah, let's just keep this thing going where we can get more tax write-offs, I guess. I would not be too confident in another superhero movie that's not Superman or Batman. On the flip side of that, all of those are before their new man that's going to fix it all, right? No, you're right. You're you are 100 percent right. I'm just saying if I was like the head exec, I'd be like, "Mm, let's pump our brakes a little bit, guys. Let's make sure people want this. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Still, I hope it all works out and I hope it's all great. I do, too. I don't have the highest of hopes, but I want it. I want it to work. I just don't think it will. Yeah. All right. So we've got. I guess this was from a couple of weeks ago, so this is old news, but uh, Warner Brothers is eyeing a merger with Paramount. So I don't know. I just I can't keep track of who's who anymore and who owns what. Yeah, it's getting a little silly. So I heard from like someone that was on a live stream thing that a uh, exec from Nickelodeon, who Nickelodeon is owned by Paramount. That's how it all works together. They said that was dead in the water. I guess Warner Brothers wanted too much out of it. Because like I think if that was going to happen, Warner Brothers would have been the uh, like basically the main one. Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount would have been like, you know, it would have been like Warner Brothers Discovery, Paramount, I think, were the last one there. And Paramount, I guess, didn't like that. That's the way it sounded. So it might be dead, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, and then we're getting a new X-Men 97 comic series debuting in March. Um, That's whatever for me. I mean, nostalgic fans will love it. They did a series in 2015 for Secret Wars, and then that did well enough that they gave it another miniseries after that event. And so this will be the next one. So aren't they... Aren't they supposed to be making that into a new TV show or did that get canceled? When No, it's made. Uh, I don't know when that comes out, but I think okay. that's that's pretty soon, I think. Okay. Um, heck, it might be March since that's when this comic yeah. is coming out. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where because I read, I think, secret one of the Secret Wars ones and it's like, yeah, this is kind of cool, but it doesn't. It's kind of like the, the Batman, the animated series comics where you're like, oh, these are really cool. And then you kind of like read it for like a little bit longer. Like, I can just watch the cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's it's a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's just for diehards, really. Yeah. I don't I don't see many casual fans picking it up. The only way like only way is if that if it does do a good job of like coming up, you know, a little bit after the new TV show does. And then you have new casuals coming in be like hey i i've been watching that act that their x-men show on the tv mr comic slinger could you all get me a comic like that and you'd be like boy jethro it's your lucky day <laughs> uh i hope that that happens <laughs> it's just a kid that has this weird southern accent that's like not really <laughs> sounds like, like an old southern man yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh, we're also getting a new Kid Venom series by a manga artist named Taigami, and that's coming out in April. 
while I don't give a shit about a kid Venom, anytime a manga artist does something like this, I'm like, man, it's going to look rad. Yeah. So is it it's like this is how much I know is kid Venom like a thing, like a proper thing? Yes, as of. Yeah, I think it was in like the extreme Venomverse or the death of the Venomverse. Okay. And he's got a one shot coming out this next week, but then he's getting like that proper mini series. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I bet that'll look cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not opposed to, you know, here's a special or here's a special and a mini uh, rather than, hey, Venom's dead and here's what you get now. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like. If you don't like it, at least you still got normal venom or whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, probably unfortunate news for those reading it, but Ram V, his detective run is ending at issue 1089. Um, I know I dropped that book, but it wasn't because of the quality of the comics. They were good when I read them. I just, uh, you know, it was one of those that reads better collected things. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if everybody felt that way or maybe he's just done with his story. But, you know, there you go. I bet he was just done with the story because he was talking. I'm going to see if I can find the tweet. I saw on Twitter he was talking about how um, that he's got a new book that's coming out and people are trying to figure out what it is. It's like, y'all are never going to guess it. So like I don't for know. DC. Yes, it's a DC book. So I'm trying to see if I can see it really quick. But yeah, I mean, he like, I'm I'm like you. I'm like I need to read it collected because it was interesting as all hell. But at the same time, I'm like I don't think I can read this monthly. I'm not smart enough, <laughs> right? And it was a lot of new characters. Um, it was just hard to keep track of during a month's time. But, uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. who they announce next. All right. So last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, we got a list of the top te- top 10 best selling single issues of 2023. And I thought that might be fun to talk about. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert. A lot of this list is going to be Batman, and a lot of this list is going to be Chip Zdarsky. Good for him. So at number 10 was Void Rivals number one by Image. Uh, That was the Kirkman book that uh, set off the new G.I. Joe and Transformers Energon verse over at Image. So not too surprising that that made the list. Uh, and also good for image for cracking the top 10. Mm-hmm. In number nine, we've got Amazing Spider Man number 17 by Zeb Wells and Ed McGinnis. Number eight, Batman 134 by Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawthorne. Number seven, Amazing Spider Man number 26 by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Number six, Batman 136 by Chip Zdarsky and Belen Ortega. 
And number five, we've got Batman Night Terrors number one by Joshua Williamson and Guillaume March and David LaFuente. And then the top four is Crazy Pants. Number four, we've got Batman 133 by Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawthorne. At number three, Batman 132 by Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawthorne. Number two, a little surprising, Batman 135 <laughs> by Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Jimenez and Mike Hawthorne. And coming in at number one, Batman 131 by Chip Zdarsky and Mike Hawthorne. Nice. Yeah. Glad, glad Zdarsky's making money for him. Yeah. Even though I'm not a huge fan of his uh, way he writes Batman. Samesies. But I like him. Glad he's getting his bag. Hell yeah, man. And I'm and I'm hoping because I think I put Batman because there wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot coming out. So I think I put Batman on my list this week. So I'm like, I'm hoping it's going to be uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, but that's it for the news, man. So what comics did you read this week? I read Predator versus Wolverine, uh, issue four, the flash issue four, Duke issue one, ghost rider 21, the sensational she Hulk number three action comics, 2023 and green Alan Scott, the green lantern three of six. What about you? I read Action Comics Annual, uh, She-Hulk, number three, Alan Scott, number three, Red Sonia, number six, and Green Arrow, number seven. Wait, I read the annual. Okay, so I said 2023, but it is the annual. I'm just stupid. Yes, it's the 2023 annual. All right, so I'll just start. Um, yeah, so Predator versus Wolverine by Benjamin Percy. Whole mess of writer or artists on here. Uh, let's see if I can find the full list. Um, Ken Lashley, Kayazama doing the Muramasa era, and then Gavin Gudry does the Westchester era. And so, yeah, Wolverine is fighting the Predator. He gets a big chunk of his arm blown off and Apparently, he doesn't have adamantium because no bones in there, but the rest of his skeleton's adamantium. Um, yeah, so the, my my problems with this is kind of the same as the first issue that we talked about. The art isn't my favorite. I do like the you know the backup, the the past part where you know he's doing stuff. That one was good. Like both of that art is all stuff I enjoy, but the main stuff I'm just not not into. And yeah, it's just kind of dumb fun though. Like Wolverine and him just they kill each other, then they both just like the predator's like, oh, you think you can beat me? I don't want you to. So I'm gonna blow myself up. And then he blew himself up and Wolverine healed and he's like, I win. I'm gonna keep this little as you know, like little stabber as a souvenir. And that was basically basically it. It was perfectly fine. Uh like this was I expected dumb fun and I got it. It's just the art wasn't my favorite throughout. So I'm going to go six out of 10 and probably be six and a half out of 10 for this, the series as a whole. 
right on i did i did read that one at work um but yeah i it got it got less and less good as i went yeah. along but i i like the i don't know i mean when it was like there's a part where wolverine and the x-men are fighting the the predator together that was pretty sweet and then like you had wolverine you know train like a samurai fighting a predator which was pretty cool it's just the main the main one just kind of sucked <laughs> yeah no I, I totally agree all right next for me we've got green arrow number seven that's written by joshua williamson and the art is by um Carmine Di Gian Domenico and Trevor Harrison. So I like this issue. It was Green Arrow coming back to like, like, yeah, Roy's still missing, but he's like back, not jumping around different times and dimensions. He's like, I'll just ask the Justice League for help. They're they're still around, right? <laughs> Turns out they're not still around. Yeah. Um but I thought that was cool because I know Williamson wrote that whole end of the Justice League thing. So it was only fitting that he was writing this going down. And then also, um, it's just that's just good writing in general, because there's so many times where these other books where any of the characters could easily be like, oh, yeah, my other friends that are gods, let's let's get them to help. And they're like, no, I can do it on my own. Right. It's like, yeah. They're threatening your family. They're all gonna die. Like, no, no, I got, I got this. It's like this guy moves faster than the speed of light. You know, like they're like, no, no, it's all good. I got it. <laughs> In yes, yeah. Um. So yes, I agree with that. I really like the conversations that Ollie has uh, with everybody else. So. Batman is essentially just like I thought. Dinah would tell you. And that was kind of it. Um, Superman's like saving people from a burning building. He's like, we just felt it was time for something new. Nightwing proved himself while we were gone. So we handed it over to the Titans. Um, he chats with Wonder Woman. And then it shows like little clips of him talking to other people. And. Um, let's see. Yeah, so Martian Manhunter's like, time off can be healthy, Oliver. Um, Aquaman's like, I've just been really busy. And he's like playing with his daughter. And then it gets to Black Adam. And he's like, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, like, I see where you originally said, like, he didn't know that the Justice I pictured him like calling the calling the number and like it just going to a voicemail and be like, we're not together anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, all the little interactions are fun. Uh, he goes and chats with Hal for a little bit, helps Hal stop, uh, well, try to stop a bad guy. And, um, and then at the end, spoiler alert, Onomatopoeia shows up, which is cool because he's a neat Green Arrow villain and haven't seen him for a little while. Always looks cool. I mean, that's just a good, mm -hmm. good design. You know who he makes me think of? Like he's the his design is like the cooler version of that character that was in Batman Beyond. Remember oh, what I'm talking yeah. about? The, I he was, do. He was orange and black. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I can't think of his name, but I know exactly who you mean. Um, oh, wasn't it? Wait, wasn't that the same guy that was also in uh, Backgirls too? Like they kind of like used. Oh yeah, what was what was his name? I don't remember, but yeah, like like the that type of design. It's like it's it's always cool for a bad guy. Uh, Spellbinder. Okay. You know, I want to say this. And if you're a Green Arrow fan listening, hope you guys agree. He needs more villains. Mm-hmm. He's got Merlin and then Onomatopoeia, who's pretty new. And then it's like often Deathstroke. Yeah, they 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 toss Deathstroke in there, but it's like, hmm, it's not really fair. That's like me fighting a baby. It's just like, well, a- I mean, I think I think early on when it was happening, it was fair. But now they've just written Deathstroke into like, a, you know, he kicks Batman's ass and stuff all the time. So <laughs> well, goes toe to toe with Wonder Woman. It makes no sense. Well, it's not even that, though. Like Deathstroke was is a Titans bad guy. And then like the Arrow show came out and they're like, we need someone that can go that we can have as like his bad guy. So they're like, ah, we'll just give him Deathstroke. It's like, uh, yeah. uh doesn't really work for me. Right. Yeah, I get that. Um, but this was a very, very good issue. One of the best of Green Arrow so far, and that's saying something because I like that book. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a nine and a half out of ten. Nice man. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Flash number four, and this is by Simon Spurrier and Mike Diodato Jr. On the art, art in this is crazy, like. Uh, so yeah, you have Jake's favorite uh, Liberty Bell slash Jesse Quick, because like they they call, you know she's in her Jesse Quick outfit, but then it's also like they you know they kind of call like basically uh what's her name Thunderheart? It's uh Wally's daughter. It you know calls her Liberty Bell, but then also calls her Jesse. So it's like whichever one you want to call her. She's right. in she's in this, and then also Wally's in the the still. I think is what it's called. And doing crazy stuff like size very much leaning into like Grant Morrison-esque stuff, you know, and like some of it works, some of it doesn't, but it's interesting. Like I'm still very much here for the ride and interested in seeing where stuff goes. The art is super cool. Like, I don't know. This feels more like where um Jeremy Adams flash run and Joshua Williamson flash run, the two that were before this, they felt very much like comic booky, fun, cool stuff. This feels more like Animal Man by Grant Morrison or Doom Patrol by Grant Morrison, where it's like, this is getting weird. I don't know if it's going to 100% work by the time it's done. I'm interested, but I'm still like, I kind of miss the fun. <laughs> sure. I get that. Yeah, so I'm gonna say seven and a half out of ten, but it might get might you know might stay better. And the art's super cool. Like the art's really doing a lot of the heavy lifting with like the storytelling and stuff. And it's like it's clear to me anyway that Sai trusts his artist, which is always good because there's times where you don't get that. Yeah. Right on. Okay, Red Sonia number six is written by Torn Gronbeck with art by Walter Giovanni. I won't dwell on it too long. You're reading it or you're not, but it's cool. She's just fighting more of these death cult people. It's pretty violent. Like you see, you see heads get getting cut like in two <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. 
Uh, I wish the art were a little better, but it's still a fun story. I like Grunbeck as a as a writer. So um solid book, seven and a half out of ten. Right on. Okay. So speaking of books that we probably don't need to be, you know, talking about too long, I'm gonna, you know, just try to try to cut it a little short. Joshua Williamson, Tom Riley, Duke number one. That's a hell of a team, first off. I'm just gonna say Tom Riley's art is so perfect for this book. And Joshua Williamson, like as soon as I read Transformers One. And then we got the, the Duke pop up in that. I was like, I need to, I'm, I'm excited. Then I saw Joshua Williamson name on a Duke book. I'm like, okay, you won. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to buy this. And yeah, so it kind of picks up where Transformers issue one, you know, ends. And Duke's a little crazy after seeing it. One of his friends get killed by a giant robot. And, you know, he's, he's doing some stuff and he's, looking at different things and it's like oh there's might be some baddies doing some stuff around here and it's good like tom riley's art super good josh williamson writes a hell of a good book and i'm i'm interested in seeing where this goes like super interested super into the whole you know i don't know what they're calling it the 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 universe that they're building with these characters energon oh the energon verse i stupid name but super into that universe I'm going to say nine and a half out of 10, maybe even a 10 out of 10, my pick of the week. Nice. I just wish I cared even a little bit about GI Joe stuff, but I just don't. No, I get that, man. Like, uh, so speaking of GI Joe stuff, I was at Walmart today and I don't collect GI Joe toys, but if I did, Super 7 had a bat. Like, it's their, I don't know if you know enough about GI Joe to know what a bat is. Okay, so it's the these like robots, and, like the ones like my dad had GI Joe toys when I was a kid, so I'd always play with them. And the bats were super cool because you could take off their hands and put you know like different things on. And they had like a, like a little chest plate that was you know all cool looking. And they have that, but it's Super Seven, so it's like boom, and it has all the extra pieces. I'm like, oh, this would be so cool. But it's like, where would this go with my Godzilla shit? That doesn't fit at all. And I don't yeah, even can't have that. And I don't need to get into collecting something else, <laughs> especially one where there's a million of them. Yeah. And then I want to be like, oh, I want to get the original bat. And it's like, oh, that's a hundred dollars. Like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on not doing that. Yeah. Um, okay. I've just got our three meachies. Oh. So I will talk about Ghost Rider really quick. I got a. Oh, I, you'll you'll eat in a little bit, buddy. My dog came in and she's like, where's my food? <laughs> it's 30 minutes past five. Um, but this is by Benjamin Percy and Carlos Nieto. And so, yeah, they uh, finish up the story with the goth chick and her old, you know, devil-loving gr- uh, boy ex-boyfriend. And they fight. It goes into more her backstory with Doctor Strange and her and stuff. And then Ghost Rider ends up saving a bunch of kids. And then that uh, Talia, the goth girl, goes to hell with her ex-boyfriend. Pretty much how it ends. And the next issue, we're going to be getting the new Ghost Rider. So I have a feeling it's going to be Talia. I have a feeling Talia is going to come back. And, you know, something's going to happen where Johnny and her switch places or something. She becomes a new Ghost Rider. I mean, I'm fine with it. I like I actually liked her character by the end of you know everything and 
So yeah, if she becomes a new Ghost Rider, that'll be cool. So you're gonna keep reading it? Yeah, I mean the only thing that I wouldn't if like they changed it to like a really bad writer or someone I don't care, yeah, like that that type of thing. And I'd like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna or like you know John Romita Jr. start doing the art or something like <laughs> it had to be something like that where you know. But like yes, if it's the same creative team or even like just someone I like, still I'll check it out for sure. What if they're like the new Ghost Rider is Hawk? Dude, <laughs> I'd be so happy. I mean, I still think it'd be funny if it was a uh, Black Widow Venom. Right. She's just collecting everyone's yeah. title. All right. Let's do Alan Scott She Hulk action. Sounds good to me, man. So, Alan Scott Green Lantern number three. Written by Timmy Shares and uh, Sion Tormi. I thought this one was pretty good. I do too. I have one question though. And it's like one thing that kind of annoys me with this book too is like the last issue, it kind of seemed like Alan's buddy knew Alan was gay. Right. And I was like, first off, I'm like, Alan's supposed to be in the closet and yet it seems like almost everybody knows, <laughs> which that was annoying. And then he's supposed to be in the closet and his friend kind of knows, but then like his, he sees him, like sees Alan going to the truck yard to meet up with his, as Tim, Tim said, because at first I thought like a, a lot of people were thinking like, Oh, it was a prostitute, but it's not. It's actually like his down low boyfriend basically. And since Alan is going in there to meet up with the guy, like, he's being really secretive about it. He's like kind of hiding away. And even though, you know, it's like, but if it's like, Oh, your friend knows you can still wave at him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so like, it, that didn't make much sense to me, but yeah, no, other than that, I do enjoy it. I wish there was a little bit more like on who knows he's gay and who does it. Cause it like, it seemed kind of loose with it before, but the way Spectre's written, I really like that. Like, yep. It's clear he hasn't been Spectre very long because he still has his humanity. <laughs> right. Yeah, I haven't read anything with the Spectre for a while. Maybe yeah. Gotham by Midnight. So maybe. Uh, but it was good. Art's pretty solid. I like the art a lot in that book. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, pretty enjoyable. I think I like this one more than the other two issues. So for sure. And I, I will say, too, though, I'm still not sold on a uh, Golden Age Red Lantern. I'm just not sold on that idea. Yeah, fair enough. But also, might, he might do a good job with it. I did want to shout out the cover uh, by David Tulaski because it is just really, awesome. really nice. Yeah. So what do you rate it, man? I'm probably at an 8.5. I, I, like I said, I liked it a lot and I haven't loved the other two issues. And this is my favorite one so far. Yeah. I'm going to give it an eight. Nice. All right. She Hulk. And this is by Rainbow Rowell and Andres Ginolette on the art. And yeah, this one picks up where the last one left off her fighting the not Hulk and whatnot. And she's teaming up with Hulk. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it well enough. I just kind of, it felt like filler. Yeah, which I hate filler in a miniseries. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, the, the moment between Hulk and Jen is a good moment, but really, like, nothing comes of it. No. You know? 
Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was like like if this were so this would have been issue what like eighteen of normal She Hulk. It's like totally fine for issue eighteen. Yeah. Issue three of maybe five. Who knows? It's like come on. Yeah. So I'm. I think it's. I'm just like right there with you. Where it's like this is good, but this new which the the sensational She Hulk series hasn't been as good as the other She-Hulk series yet, which is like crazy because same creative team, but there hasn't been an issue as good as those other ones. Those other ones were all bangers and this one's like, that's good. Yeah. So I'm probably, I'm probably at an eight for it. It was just, you know, it is what it is with it. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven just because I'm annoyed. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those books though. And I will say this, if you are, just a comic book fan that was like, I just want a book that's fun to read. Yeah, you can always trust this one to be enjoyable. Agreed. Okay. And then our final book, we've got the Action Comics 2023 Annual. It's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Max Rayner. And... It is the end of Philip Kennedy Johnson's run on Action Comics. Um, but I thought it was pretty damn good, honestly. Uh, we get plenty of Bloodwind and Etrigan stuff they're helping out, which is cool. Um, I enjoyed any page that, that they were in. I liked that Etrigan rhymed like he's yeah. supposed to. Bloodwind didn't have as much as the others, but when he was on page, he was always kicking someone's ass, which was fun. Um, and then as always, I just like it when Superman's talking to somebody because Philip Kennedy Johnson knows how to write that. So yeah. overall, it, it was it was good for me. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as you, I don't think. I liked it okay. It was it felt rushed to me. And it might have been, might not have been, might, you know, might be exactly how I want to tell the story. But yeah, it was just kind of like, ah, we're here. We, we won. It's like, oh, okay. She, yeah, she's like, I'll be back. I swear. Ah, she goes into the dust, you know. I so, mean, I think we both know that he didn't want to be finished with this book yet. Yeah. I assume you're right. But it's just, like I said, it, it felt rushed, but it was still solid. I, I wish it would have. I wish his run would have ended on something a little bit bigger. But I do like how, like the the dad, the, the ex convict dad was talking, and how that how it ended that way. Thought that was great, and yep. so like you know that was enjoyable. And it's like Bill Kenny Johnson gets Superman. He gets him real well. So that's great, and that's all you can really ask for. Yep, I was gonna say I, I like that. It- that it, it came back around full circle with the construction guy there at the end. Yeah. Everything he said was just so good. Mm-hmm. A really good way to end it, even though the middle of the story felt rushed. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's a shame that the Johnson's done, but I mean, this is one of those whenever, whenever it's in a collection, you know, the, Superman by Philip Kennedy Johnson. I'll be pushing that on anybody that'll listen. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. I, I know you weren't as hot as me. I'm going to give it like a, a nine. It was still, well, I guess it wasn't better than green arrow. That would probably be my pick of the week, but it was at least the second best book I read this week. Yeah. I'm probably at an eight. That's what I was thinking with it. I, again, you're getting upset with me. I, I, she left and then she just came back like my food's still not there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's good. He he just nails the characters. It's like the main story, like the story itself didn't really do it for me, but character work is great. You know, you mm-hmm. can't really you can't really knock him for that, and that's the best part about comics. You're not this the the plot's not always going to be there, but if you can at least get the characters right, that's better to me than getting them wrong. You know, yeah. like when some writers will be like, oh yeah, I got my character that I'm writing to be me. You know, like how Tom King does. And it's like some people like that. I'm just not as big of a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's award time. Actually, what are you excited for next week? Oh, yeah. I need to pull up the email, man. Um, I'll go ahead then while you're yeah. pulling that up. Uh, I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog and vengeance of moon knight and what else here i know there was another one that i was pretty pretty hyped for um oh birds of prey that one nice you're not reading the beast world tour atlantis one shot (laughs) no no i'm not So I'm going to say Shazam, Doctor Strange, and Fantastic Four. So fun, fun thing. Like, I don't know what it is about my brain, why it works the way it does. When I pull up the email, I see Sonic the Hedgehog and I see the moon right right next to it. And my brain just automatically thinks the Moon Knight is Eggman. I don't know why. (laughs) But every time, because it's like his shape, you know? And then like I see the Sonic. So I'm like, oh, it's yeah, that's an Eggman. I'm like, oh, no, that's Moon Knight. Man. Can you imagine like David Finch drawing Sonic though? That would be so funny. <laughs> All right. But yes, now, as Casey said, it is award time. Um, and if you've been around long enough, we do this at the end of every year. We just talk about, uh, well, I'll tell you the categories. We have our personal top 10 list for the, the series that we read this year. And we've got, Top five cover artists, um, uh, best artist, breakout creator, best writer, the Tom King Award, and then the good, the bad, and the okay. So I don't know. Uh, usually, if Casey and I have any bleed over, um, we'll, we'll discuss and decide what we think the best is. But we'll uh, we'll jump right in it. I guess. Do you want to say which one do you want to save for last, Casey? Like best writer, or just like best book? What I so last year we ended with we ended on the good. Okay, that makes sense. So then let's just do our personal top tens. Yeah, that's how we started because we started with top ten, top five cover artists, best artist writer teams, breakout, Tom King, then the good, the bad, the okay. Cool. All right. So my top 10, I didn't have them in really in an order because I was just like kind of writing them up. And so I went with uh, Green Lantern and The Flash. So both by Jeremy Adams runs. I just love both of those 
just they were awesome. Then uh, Superman, Joshua Williamson's current run that he's on. Then Action Comics, Philip Kenny Johnson that just ended. Superman lost lots of Superman. Us Superman fans were getting fat with goodness. Then I had the Nasty. I've been loving that. And then do a powerbomb, which I was like, it, for me, it was like a 2022 book. But then when I was Googling stuff, I'm like, oh, it was it finished in 2023. And it was its ending made me damn near cry. So good. <laughs> and then Daredevil, because like even after Zdarsky left it, we got the new book, the new team, which I'm blanking on their names. Still great. Like it's still an enjoyable book. So it's like that's got to stay Doctor Strange. And then like we said, talked about She-Hulk, the last series, last run was outstanding this one it's solid yep um yeah and then for me like you said since we technically had issues in 23 i'm putting back girls on the list oh yeah because uh, that was one of my very very favorite books when it was coming out uh the dan waters loki miniseries that was one of my favorite books of the year as well and uh, Incredible Hulk, this mm. new one by Nick Klein and Philip Kennedy Johnson. Um, yeah, I know, Casey, it's not one of your favorites, but I sure am loving it. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking it. I just I'm surprised that, you, that that's broke your top 10 for you. Yeah. Um, I know there hasn't been that much of it yet, but Wesley Dodd Sandman. I figured that was going to be on yours. <laughs> yeah. But it really is just that good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, bias aside. Another surprising one, one that I didn't think would be anywhere close to this list, is The Immortal Thor. I've really been liking that book. Good. Um, I like the last one, and I I like how Torn Gronbeck finished up Donny Cates' run, but this one just reads like old Thor, but in a good way. And the art's outstanding. Good. Uh, and then I also have She-Hulk, Action Comics, and Superman on the list. Then my last two, also new, but Birds of Prey. That's kind of taken over Batgirls for me, uh, which has just been a joy to read. And then uh, my last one, Sonic the Hedgehog. It's been a great fucking year for Sonic comics. I loved nearly every issue that I read, as you all know. So there you go. Nice, man. All right. So next up, it's our top five cover artists. So I have Alex Ross for his work on Fantastic Four. Do And then also, like, I've not read any of Moral Thor, but I know he does covers for Moral Thor, too. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking brings it. Like, I get being like, oh, I don't really want to read a whole book of this. But if you've seen an Alex Ross cover and not and doesn't make you at least want to look at the book, I, I'm i surprised because like, I don't trust you. Yeah, it's like, I mean, unless your name's Ian, I don't trust you because I know he wasn't, <laughs> a, he wasn't an Alex Ross guy. <laughs> True. And then I said uh, Jen Bartel for her work on She-Hulk. Real good. Mm-hmm. And then just Dan Mora for anything he works on. Because holy crap. Uh, Andrew McLean for Godzilla War for Humanity. And then I put Tyler Kirkin for Godzilla. Here there be dragons. Variant cover. Godzilla and the big pile of gold. Ah, uh, yeah. For that one. That was a good one. Yeah. 
All right. I will uh, share my screen. Let's see here. How do I do this? All right. So first up, I'm going to I'm going to put the covers on the screen so you guys can right. see it. Um, first up, we've got uh, Leslie Lee or lyrics. Knew a red Sonia was going to be there. You horny boy. I know uh, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough to pick out of all all, all these artists, man, because oh, they're all so good. Um, the next up, I've got Derek Chu. He did. I mean, he did a bunch. I it, I kind of did this last minute right before we started recording. So I don't know that this would have made my favorite cover of his for the year, but you get the idea. Yeah. He's really, really good. Um, And then David Nakayama. This was an X-Men cover. <laughs> uh, but it's a magic cover and I love magic. And how how could you not love this look? I can't mm -hmm. stand that gold armor. Get that shit out of here. Um, and then this is my favorite, I think, of the year. This is by Nathan Zerdy. Um, and it, this issue is actually coming out this next week. But it's the one in 25 cover for Birds of Prey number five. Uh, Zerdy does a bunch of these tattoo variants. And like just now they're starting to become available Uh for shops to order and not just exclusive on his website, but I'm obsessed with this. I yeah. love, I love tattoos. I love these characters. It's just really fucking cool. So yeah, there you go. Oh wait, I think that was only four. Where, yeah. You had, you had another red Sonya one up there that you didn't click. Cause I was going to laugh about how you're like, it's like red Sonya rips on your ribs on. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is by Lucio Perillo. He does all the A covers for Red Sonia currently. Um, and it's just real good. So yeah. Thanks, man. Yep. The red that's one thing. It's like Red Sonia, it's gotta be the biggest bait and switch as a fan, because it's like you see those covers every time. And then like if the and there's no way the interior art ever looks as good <laughs> as the cover. I know. Sometimes it is pretty solid. Yeah. Just not not usually but it's it's also like that's like fucking uh cover of a dungeon and dragons level good art on the mm -hmm. covers of the red sonias yeah and it's like it's like inside you're like oh guys why why <laughs> just this tone it down on the covers and make you know like because it's not near as bad <laughs> right i know i know <laughs> all right, right. So, uh best artist writer team um I think I did this differently than you. Oh. I I had best artist in the book that they worked on. Oh, okay. So I did so. best artist and writer team, so Okay. Go for oh, it. We can both do it. Who cares? <laughs> um and I feel like if there's one that you disagree with, you can be like you crazy man. Otherwise, spot on. But I put Mark Wade and Dan Moore for Shazam and World's Finest. Not Agreed. much you can say. I think they won our thing last year when we did it. Because it's like, oh, yeah, this is just a it's like peanut butter and jelly. You're not going to be mad about it. You're going to like it a lot. Uh, Joshua Williamson and Jamal Campbell for Superman. It was so good that when Gleb took over, it made it 
his art look a thousand times worse because that's how good <laughs> made it. I'm not, that's not even a shot at him. I, I'm not a yeah. fan, but it's just like, oh yeah, Jamal Campbell is like so good up here. And then like he worked so well with Josh Williamson and this was so perfect. Then this one you might disagree with. Jen McKay and Pascal Ferry on Doctor Strange. I do disagree. Yeah, I like that. I like that team up a lot. And then I have Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto on Daredevil. Yeah, that one was like hard for me to put on there though, just because it's like they didn't like get to work together a lot this year because Chichetto, you know, like it was closing up on the thing. Chichetto did finish it off, but there's a lot of other stuff that other bright you know artists were working on the fill yes, in artists and stuff. And then Priest and Carlo Pagliaccio on uh, Superman Lost. Oh yeah, that's a good one. All right, and then. For my category of best artist in the book they worked on, I've got Dan Mora on Shazam. Yeah. Uh, Greg Smallwood on Human Target. There is no denying how fucking good Greg Smallwood is. And really, you know, gave me an ice kink. I'm going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) So if, if you had it your way, would you want Greg Smallwood? And um, oh shit, I'm probably blanking on his name. Dude working on um the uh Leslie Dodd Wesley Dodd's book right now, the salmon book right now. Oh, what's oh, his name? Um I can't believe I'm blanking on it. Because we love him so much. <laughs> Dude, this is embarrassing. I know. It's, it's uh, a brain fart. Um, we met him at C2E2 yeah, not that long lovely ago. Person. Uh but if we had if you had it your way, like him. And Smallwood together on a book. Robert Venditti. Yeah, Venditti. If you had those two guys together, would that be your dream Wesley Dodd's book? Yeah, yeah, it would. <laughs> that would be so perfect, dude. How I, you know? How dare you for even saying that? Because I'm not going to get it. <laughs> um. All right. Next, I've got Jamal Campbell on Superman. So good. So good. Uh, Alessandro Capuccio on Moon Knight. The interiors of that book are always S tier. Um, Martin Kokolo on Immortal Thor. And then finally, Nick Klein on Incredible Hulk, because that book is just gross and awesome in the best ways. See, that's why I know you didn't like the art, but the I'm blank on the dude's name, but the person that did the fill in art on that Travel Foreman. Yeah, Travel Foreman. That's why I like Travel Foreman so much more. It's like they're going for that disgusting look, and Travel did that so good. He did. All right. So we got Breakout Creator. And this one was hard for me. I didn't, I don't have, I have just three, and I'm kind of, I'm not. I I just did one. So. So the first one, and this one's like kind of a stretch, but it's Ryan North for Fantastic Four. Because it's like, I know he's done other things prior to this, and he did, you know, he's done a lot of things on it, but this is like the big book that, you know, like this is a big book, big title. So it's like it, and everyone's loving it. So I'm saying this is breakout. Dude, it's breakout for us, not necessarily yeah. the industry. Yeah, fair so and then uh Cy Spurrier on Flash, because before this, no, no, let me let me talk, Jacob. I didn't say anything. Jacob Dilly. You let me talk. <laughs> um, the reason why I have him here is because prior to this, there has not been a book by him that someone on this podcast has actually enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's his breakout. Yeah, he's breaking. He's, he's broke down the two worlds podcast boys. Well, he broke down one of them. Yeah. 
the other one's gonna hate it no matter he's a little salty character (laughs) (laughs) and then the last one um so i don't know if you know who this uh, creator is but their name is zoe uh, thorogood i know the name okay she did a book called it's lonely at the center of the earth that came out this year i got it for my sister i've not read it yet but I have heard nothing but good things. I got it for my sister for Christmas. I'm probably going to end up getting it for myself sooner or later. Like I said, I've heard nothing but great things about it. I think she won an award for it even. So I'm like, yeah, nothing. You at least um, broke out that way. (laughs) Right. Doesn't she... She's doing something else right now, too. Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, she's doing that new hack slash book for whoever's oh, okay. doing hack slash now. Anyway, sorry. There you go. Uh, for me, and I, I looked, I looked them up to see what they had done. They've definitely done some stuff, but like we just said, it was breakout for me. Leonardo Romero on Birds of Prey, such a good style. Uh, it looks a lot like Daryl Young Casey that we always see at C two E two. I mean, I'm shown panels from that book when I read it. It's just so good. And I, I hope that that he sticks on this book uh, as long as it goes and can't wait to see what else that he does. Okay, man, you want to lead us into the Thomas King Award and explain that award for those that are listening? Because maybe they're a fan of Tom King. Like, ooh, an award about a CIA agent? Let's hear it. <laughs> Sure. So we've got the Tom King Award. And Casey and I are not fans of Tom King because, quite frankly, he's a garbage person. Um, and, and not he, like he the hates... type of guy that takes your garbage. Like, those are useful people. Right, right, right. He's <laughs> like, he hates Asian people. Like, that kind of garbage person. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't believe us, just Google... Tom King hates Asians, and you'll see plenty of uh, of info to back that up. So anyway, it's just kind of like the big stinker award for this show every year. And uh, I think Casey and I have a couple of the same, but Casey, I'll let you read them off. Yeah, so for me, I put Ezra Miller being just a maniac, just a mess of a maniac, and then getting to say the Flash for, you know, the five more minutes that we have a flash and also just kind of ruining the the chances of us ever getting any more flash live action stuff like grant gustin worked his ass off for for all of that and then as a riddler is like let's ruin it (laughs) (laughs) and then on a similar note jonathan majors for getting into fights with his girlfriend being arrested and then getting rid of kang the conqueror for all 10 kang the conqueror fans out there yep and then lastly, making us as comic book fans pay $2 extra for a comic book so that we can read a backup story that we didn't want or ask for. Yep, totally agree. I think all of those are are great. Uh, the two that I had down was also Ezra Miller and the pay extra for backups. That one is egregious. <laughs> and that not just not just for us as fans, but also for me as a shop owner, because now I just get to listen to people complain about the price of comics. And it's yeah. like, look, believe it or not, I didn't make that price. <laughs> well, and all, but dude, you do charge people two dollars extra for every time they talk to you about how terrible the price of the comics are. You're like, oh, I'm 
Yeah. Bring this up too. The, <laughs> now the they're eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. That's the good, the bad, the okay. Let's start with the okay. Yeah. I don't have like full amounts for each of these either, but so my okay only got two. Okay, I I did five for each. Okay. Um, so yeah, I did Predator versus Wolverine by Benjamin Percy. Like that book should have been awesome and it was just okay. I think that's like the most okay book out this year, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that would probably be more okay would be the event night terrors, because like, was it not necessary? It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Did anything happen in it that you know we needed? No. Because like the big thing that we were both excited about was Sandman coming back, but it's like that book takes place in the past, so it's not even necessary. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But at the end of the day, it was it was okay. Yeah. Um. All right. For mine, Night Terror is also made made the list. Well, I still liked it, but I, there were no, it, it's but, perfectly okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I was just gonna say that there there were some that were outstanding for me, and then oh, some yeah. that were outstandingly bad, and then the rest was okay. So no matter what, yeah. it still balances out to just okay. Yeah. Um, these next two are whatever, uh, but I guess this, this whole category is whatever. Yeah. Uh, detective comics and also silk. Cause, uh, we really, really liked the last previous or the, the two previous ones, but this latest one, I thought had a lot of potential. And in the end I was like, it was okay. Yeah, no, that one works really well for this category because I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um, and then I've also got uh, The Last Barbarians, which was uh, a smaller press miniseries that I read and really wanted to like, but in the end was just okay. And then the surprising one. Uh I put Nightwing on this list because it's mostly bad, but the last couple arcs have actually ventured up into it's okay. Nice, man. So there you go. Well, the bad, I also only have two for because I'm, you know, couldn't like, I I guess I just block out a lot of the bad shit. Maybe when you're starting to say, I'm like, oh, that was bad. But um, I put most backup stories were bad. (laughs) <laughs> that's great like i mean it's just let's be honest guys there's like a few times in action comics where i was like oh yeah these are pretty sweet and that might be the only one where i was like yeah these were good in action comics but like i can't think of any other really good ones in the other dc books that i'm reading and then godzilla rivals and the one that was the, the one that sticks out to me as the worst of all of them was godzilla rivals versus mecha godzilla because holy shit that was just so bad. <laughs> like, uh, Lord have mercy. You couldn't even get a competent artist on this book. That was ba- that bad. Because like, I, I, I don't expect much from the art or the writing in those books, but it's like, at least have someone that can draw a fucking background. It's like, oh, you yeah. can't even do that? No? Can you draw Godzilla? Oh, fucking barely? Like, <laughs> you're barely better than me. That's how bad this is. <sighs> you you just want monster punching monster. Like, come on. Yeah. 
Was that all for you? That was my, those are my okay. two, my two bads. Um, I've got Savage Red Sonia, which has only had a couple out, but it's one of those things where Dan Panosian draws you in with this cover and then you read it and you're like, wow, this story sucks. But at least the oh, the art doesn't carry it either. OK, well, then this is just a bad book. Yeah. I've also got Titans on this because that debuted this year and I read the first issue and I wish that I hadn't. It was really bad. How many times are we going to kill off Wally West? And what that's the third time in since 2016 when Rebirth started. <laughs> so because there mean, was Heroes in Crisis, uh, there was this. And I want to say I know he hasn't really died in Titans, but they they like do the cliffhanger where they're like, Wally's dead. Yeah, if you if you do the cliffhanger thing, because I bet he's he's died in his own book a few times. <laughs> oh, it was Nightwing. It was Nightwing. Oh, yeah. Um, so there you go. Then I've got Fire and Ice. Welcome to Smallville. I like Fire and Ice from the JLI days. And uh, this miniseries, I read first two issues. It was just so bad. It's uh, it's undone everything that those characters have grown into over the yeah. last several decades. And it was bad. Um, Wonder Woman by Tom King. Wonder Woman was so good. I was ranting and raving about it uh, every month. Tom King made it bad. And finally, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Batman. Bad. Did not like. Yes, the art was good and carried it. But man, Zdarsky has done some of the dumbest shit regarding Batman that I've read in quite some time. So it's not for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm still hoping to, you know, like it can get better. I've not read an issue in a while because I was like, I don't want to hop into this whole like read 15 different books to know what's going on. Crap. Like that's not for me. So, yeah. But now it's time for the good. My dog's coming back in here. Click clacking around. It's like, are you fucking done yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasted away. Um, You're so going to go downstairs and find a lot of stuff that should not be on the floor. Yeah, on I'm the looking floor. forward to it. <laughs> um, so the good for me, it's Green Lantern. You know, that book by uh, it's Jeremy Adams and Germanico on the art. So, so good. Like, I absolutely love that book. One of my favorites. Superman. Um, which we've talked about also Jamal Campbell and uh, Josh Williamson. So good. And then Daredevil, Zadarsky and Chetto that ended this year. And that one was just wonderful. Do a power bomb, which I cannot stress how good it is and how much I absolutely love that book. Now by Daniel Warren Johnson and then Superman lost, which I've already mentioned those creators. That's a uh, priest. I always forget the artist's name though. Priest and Carlo Aguilar which I apologize. <laughs> and then the last thing I just, I also want to add in is bringing back and using golden care, golden age characters. Well, that's also just a, a very good for me. What about yeah. you though, man? Um, I've got Superman lost. Um, Moon Knight. Birds of prey. Action comics and Sonic the Hedgehog. I was really looking at my top 10 lists and I'm like, what are the ones that really 
made me the happiest consistently. And I think I think those are it, man. I didn't even know Superman. Like I didn't even hear you say Superman lost in the top ten. Pretty sure I had it up here. I know you had Superman, but I know you had Superman lost. Mm. Well, I had it in my head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that just means that Priest has won the Two Worlds podcast, you know, best comic book of the year award. So Priest, yeah. if you're listening, get at us and we'll give you a Pizza Hut coupon. Or was action on your list? Uh, action wasn't for the, on for the good. Wasn't on my good list. Okay. It was on my top ten list. Okay, right on. I just fucking really love Superman Lost. Like had it like we've talked about time and time again. Had like the the last couple issues hadn't come out, it probably wouldn't have been. But it's been so good here lately. So it's like yeah. Um, yep. but yeah, man. So Fantastic Four time. Just since it's end of the year, tell me your four favorite things. Like it can be video games from this year, video games, your favorite comic book, single issue that you want to talk about, because we didn't really do single issues, favorite movies, favorite music, favorite, you know, chair you sat in, whatever. Whatever you want to tell me about. <laughs> All right. So I, I decided media that wasn't comics because we talk about comics all the time. Um, so for movie, it was Godzilla minus one by a mile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, TV show was a tie but it was either Ahsoka or season 2 of Loki could not wait for the next issue when those were coming out week to week uh, for music um, two bands that I really like are Knuckle Puck and also All Time Low both had a new album this year Knuckle Puck's Losing What We Love and All Time Low's Tell Me I'm Alive both were bangers Nice. And I got to see both live this year and they were awesome. Which was a better, better live show? Oh, man. I want to go with. Uh, I want to go with Knuckle Puck. All Time Low had the better production, but they're they're kind of old and they reached that. We've got the money to do a big production where Knuckle Puck, it's still like Oh, I can still like talk to these guys if I want to. Uh, and sometimes that makes for the better show. Yeah. I only went to one show this year, but it was pretty darn good. It was these guys. I don't know if you've heard of them. I like snaps. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I also saw them this year. Oh, yeah. Not anywhere near the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good. Um, and then for video game, Baldur's Gate 3. Very, very good stuff. It won game of the year this year, yeah, rightfully so. Um, beat out a Legend of Zelda, which is a feat, trust me. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's just Dungeons and Dragons in a video game and you can play with three of your friends. It's fucking perfect. So nice, man. There you go. So for me, my moving the year, I had written this down early on. I was like, I know exactly what it's going to be. Stan Ultraman. Because I love that movie. It was so good. And then Godzilla Minus One came out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my favorite movie of the year. It was so it's it's just one of the best movies I've seen, like probably of a decade, even. Like it's so good. Um, so yeah, that's movie, TV show. It'd be Monarch, the Monsterverse show. I like that a lot just because like I'm a Godzilla fan. And then also Poke the Face, which I don't know if 
anyone's got, you know, peacock, but it's really good. And then I'll say, because I'm, you know, I'm not super into video games, but Gigabash, uh, I know that came out last year, but or two years ago, at the, you know, now, but it came out with some uh, DLC for Ultraman. So I'm counting that. <laughs> and, then, and then I guess uh, for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my favorite single issue of, of a comic book that came out this year. And it's going to be controversial on this podcast. It was the Zadarsky Batman with where Batman's seen all of the other Batman. I fucking love that book. It was so good. Glad you liked it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Hey, outside. no, I even said that I liked that one, too. And yeah. when it came out that week, yeah. it was it was outstanding. It was like I said, one of my favorite Batman books we've had. Like, it's just like, that's a. It's a Batman fan book, like it's not something that, you know, you you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd read this to this Batman. But it's like if you've been reading the book for a while or whatever, you can pick that up and be like, just it makes you happy because it's got so many fun parts in it. Yep. Agreed. It's a fan service book. That was the word I was looking for. Like anime titties. Fan yeah. service. <laughs> All right, guys, before I get into our closing plugs. Uh, within the next week or two, we're going to have a really fun crossover with our friends over at the testing room. Uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about video games, but then the other half is going to be all of us talking about <laughs> the Uncle Scrooge takes on Les Mis and War and Peace. So uh, I got all five of yeah, all five of us a copy of that book. And uh, we're going to read and talk about it. So look forward to that. Um, and then again, I'm going to say thanks for sticking with us for another year. It's yeah. been, I'll say, my favorite year in the pod so far. It's been my favorite year in the pod so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks, guys. I have a feeling all five of us, if, if Alex is drinking, it's going to be a chaotic ass episode. It's going to be, it's going to be damn near like, uh, like a first take or you know whatever like anything Stephen A. Smith is on because we're all gonna be like talking. <laughs> like, we're having oh, a rap, 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 rap. I know. I'm really curious <laughs> as to how it's gonna work out. I'm excited though. All right, closing plugs. Put her up. All right, guys. If you would head on over to Facebook.com/slash Two Worlds Podcast and give our page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And if you would head on over to the YouTube channel, that's two worlds podcast on YouTube and subscribe. Well, it's your, your turn to. Oh, yeah, I have to say something silly, right? Um, Usually. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know. Let us know down below. Should I feed my dog today? Just she is getting hungry. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, okay. you I guess I will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'd love this day in chat, but I have to go change Casey's stinky diaper. So we'll catch you next year. <laughs> Bye.